Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Teller podcast, where we share the naked truth of it all as we see it. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. We hope you've brought an open mind and your sense of humor. Get ready to feel seen, challenged, and if you're searching for truth, our hope is that you find yours while listening to us share ours, or at the very least, be entertained. We are so happy you're here and hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome. We are so happy you're here. I am Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. Today we are stripping down our favorite things, but first let's check in. Mom, how the heck are you? What's up? Well, I am doing well, but we have to change something. Um, You know, at the end when you talk about we are the naked truth tellers. Okay. Well, last time. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Go on. We're not naked. I just want everyone to know that we are the naked truth tellers. Right. So we're not sitting here naked. Yeah. Telling you the, our truth. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Cause I mean, the nakedness was bothering me. So <laughs> I'm, I've never been very good at naked. So just saying <laughs> we are the naked truth tellers. I'm glad you clarified that. So yeah, everyone should feel better about that. Mm. I'm sure people were uncomfortable and concerned. Yeah. What a visual. Well, Yeah. <laughs> has been for me. It's been making me nervous. So our last podcast was very intense. They're not all going to be like that. Um, obviously I've never been on the side of, uh, infertility. So this is new. It's new for us, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, so we understand how people, um, can be a little unkind when they aren't trying to be so, I hope that kind of helped everybody. I know it definitely brought a tear to my eye. I've listened to it a few times this week and I cry every time. Um, But I think it's, I love it. I think people need to start talking about it more at 62 years old. I should not am just learning about infertility. Well, and as I've learned about myself being infertile, we have come to know that there are people in our family who have had this struggle And with endometriosis even too, but people don't talk about it. So now that I'm aware of my own struggle, I'm talking to my brother and my sister-in-law so that my nieces can be aware. Because if my doctors had known um, early on that endometriosis was something that was in my family, some of the things that I've been diagnosed with that I think were misdiagnosed, I mean, we could have caught this probably much sooner. Way sooner. Yeah. So yeah, talk about it. And I think it's good to talk about it within your family it shouldn't be a taboo thing. It's obviously hugely helpful if you know. Yeah. And it's more common than we think. Yeah. And I think soon you're going to be fertile. And um, so everybody who, who talks about, uh, you know, just relax or take a trip, that would have never made you fertile. That would have never helped. Right. But here in the future, after we have your surgery, maybe a little trip would be nice. That would be. Yeah. So in preparation for the coming, coming holiday, I've been shopping a lot Yes, ugh, online and out at the stores and trying to come up with gifts that have some sort of meaning and will bring some joy and happiness as the grandkids get older and older. That just gets harder and harder. Mm-hmm. So I'll come up with tons of amazing ideas <laughs> when Christmas is over. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> so how have you been this week? I've been all right this week been all right. I had a fun MRI yesterday. It's just a yearly thing that I do and we'll get yeah. those results not until next week, 
But so I'm glad that's over with. And also, I just wanted to say a thank you to those people in my life who are very supportive um, around this whole infertility thing. There are a few who have walked alongside me through all of the ups and the downs. Yeah, there are some ups. I was just thinking yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, there are. <laughs> there um, have been. Yeah. And some of those individuals have gone through it themselves or are currently going through it. So I just wanted to say I really appreciate uh, those special few have helped me keep my head on straight and keep moving forward and hold on to um, hope and my faith. So Yeah, and you've had some people reach out to you since this podcast. And yeah. That's been hugely helpful and kind too. Yeah, it has. All right. Well, let's get into our favorite things, shall we? Yes. Okay. Today, we decided we wanted to share some of our favorite things that might not necessarily be things, but the reason being because this time of year can be challenging for all kinds of reasons. And so it helps to really tap into the things that bring you joy and bring you peace. So think about what those things are, and we encourage you to do those things, but we're going to share ours with you today. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, what are some of your favorite Mm. things? Well, I think my most favorite thing that I could come up with and thinking, and I was thinking hard, uh, (laughs) is laughter. I mean, I love to laugh. You do. And I (laughs) always, no matter what, you can't not smile when you laugh, right? So you have to be happy and your heart has to be lighter when you're laughing. And I love it. I remember when I first learned about it. I mean, learned about laughing. Yeah. Cause (laughs) I don't, you don't think about it. I don't think as a kid until you see, I think when I saw my parents like laughing so hard, laughing until they cried. And I saw it as a young girl when my cousin Ronnie would come over, he was markedly older than us. And he was living, his family lived in Vegas and he was here working and going to school and he would come on the weekends to have dinner with us. Mom would make him dinner Mm -hmm. and he could make my dad and my mom, especially my dad, who's very sober faced, um, rarely saw him laugh much. He's very serious. He would laugh so hard, like water would be streaming from his eyes. (laughs) My mom, like they would just, we were all laughing and that. I would be laughing. I don't know that I necessarily understood his jokes, but to see my parents laughing so hard, like I never wanted to leave the room because it was just crazy funny. And so, I mean, at first it was kind of uncomfortable seeing my dad. It almost seemed like he was vulnerable because he was laughing so hard. Um, But I loved it. I know I would go to bed feeling lighter um, on the evenings that he was there. And it made me want to be funny. I wanted to be able to make my family laugh that hard. Mm-hmm. And so I, every time he came over and we couldn't wait for him to come over, he was just so good for so many reasons for our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of watched how he worked the room and how he worked my dad. And I would try to copy it and I would try to remember little funny things that he said and how he said it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, obviously I've mastered it at this age. Like humor I'm extremely funny. Yeah. Humor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and his mother, Colleen, like she rarely said a word, but she had this infectious laughter that was almost a little wicked and she could look at you and you would just burst out laughing. And she had, she would come up with a word or just a little 
saying. And she would have my dad and my mom laughing too. So those two together were just something else. So that was just a really huge influence on my life. And I do believe that laughter will give you more and more years. And uh, Tony, my husband, your dad, Mm -hmm. nobody knew he was funny. Nobody thought Tony was a funny person. I didn't realize that my dad was funny for a while. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. But he is absolutely hysterical. And mostly when it's just him and me or when we were growing up, just you and the kids, like he could make us laugh, but he seriously every day makes me laugh so hard. I'm pretty much laughing at him all the time, but (laughs) (laughs) he definitely makes me laugh. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Yeah. I think when my tiredest days, um, hardest job I ever did was daycare, did daycare for nine years in order to be home and take care of you and Anthony. And some of those days would be pretty stressful, pretty awful and very, very long. And I remember when Roseanne would come on, I could sit and watch that show for that 30 minutes that it was on and laugh, just Mm -hmm. laugh through it and totally feel great. So I believe that laughter is hugely a medicine. I think it gives you, I think it's powerful. Mm -hmm. I think rejuvenates your life, uh, rejuvenates your soul. And it just brings me joy. Yeah. I remember when you were fighting for your life when you had cancer and it was like a whole year long fight. And I remember you being in the hospital after one of your procedures and you were like cracking jokes and were telling me <laughs> about, about just like the power of, of laughter then and trying to be, be positive. Yeah. yeah. I just remember that. Yeah. I, I believe, I believe in it wholeheartedly. I've seen it. I've watched it in my own family and mm-hmm. friends and I do like, I think, you know, I do use humor a lot and maybe sometimes to a fault, um, but sometimes I try to, not. sometimes to avoid feeling <laughs> <Yeah>. sad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which isn't always like good to completely avoid, no. but no, but if you can laugh, do it. And if yeah. you can bring some laughter to somebody else, do it. That's one, my, my all time favorite thing is laughter. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things, this is actually, yeah, it is actually a thing. An animal is <laughs> my Chanel, my little chihuahua. Uh. Yes. When I think of her face, it is like an instant, (laughs) it's an instant mood shifter for me. Yeah. So I'm so grateful for her little self and her, that face. You can't help but smile. If any of you know Chanel, you understand. Oh, you can see her face right now. Just talking about her if you know her. Yeah. And that's a face only a mother can love. No. Well, yeah. Her grandmother and everyone who knows her, like you, once you know her, like Mm -hmm. you're just in complete love. Once you know her personality and know all that she has survived and all she has to go through on a daily basis just to continue to live. Yeah. Yeah. She's She's hard not to adore. She is pure joy. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. What else do you have? Well, I know that both of our favorite things is the ocean. It is. Yes. (laughs) I remember seeing the ocean in high school. My parents um, took us to Acapulco. It was a company trip of my dad's and he took the whole family um, on that trip and the ocean was there I remember it being filled with people and I remember being totally afraid of it because you know waiting in it I could feel it trying to push me out Mm -hmm. I saw people out there swimming in it I saw people um, you know uh, playing in it on you know all kinds of surf surfing and that kind of thing but I wasn't impressed just wanted to be at the pool 
uh, probably something to do with my age being a teenager. Um, but it was totally different as a mom and a grandma when I was given a trip uh, from my employer for some continuing education. We spoke about this trip in our last podcast, um, Amelia Island. And so I went there when we arrived. It was dark. I could open the sliding glass door to my room and I could hear the ocean, but you couldn't see it because it was pitch black and there aren't any lights on the ocean. So um, upon waking that next morning, opening the curtains, it seriously, it took my breath away. And I can go back to that very moment in my head, literally. I teared up and I thanked God. It's just the beauty and the power of the ocean made all my worries and doubts totally disappear. My mind was clear. My heart was full. It was just the absolute best. And so I think ocean just brings me pure peace. Yeah. It brings that for me too. And it just is just that reminder that we are so small and our problems, yes. yeah. <laughs> no matter how great they are, they really are so small. So you think small. of the big picture. Yeah. So. I think that was kind of the big thing. I remember feeling tight in my personal life. There were just some things that in my head kind of were full. And when I opened that curtain that day, I was just like, None of it mattered. It all seemed so very tiny. Like we are such little tiny pieces of the big puzzle. So sharing that experience with you and I took, we, Tony and I went um, for a long weekend. It's meant a great deal to me. And so I pray at some point in time, I can share with the rest of our family. Definitely want to share with my granddaughters. Um, So we're, we're going to work towards that. Yeah. It's a, it's a good goal. And I think we'll be able to do it someday. Yeah. Another favorite thing of mine is the Buckeye. I'm talking about yeah. the, the nut, you know, that's on trees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my family, every fall, we would go to a certain lake and we would shake down those Buckeye trees because our grandma and gramp told us that they were good luck. They were good luck charms yeah. and that you needed to keep them in your pocket or in your car, your purse. Um, at your work desk, wherever, because they brought you good fortune. So we would shake down those trees and we would <laughs> fill buckets, fill buckets, and we would take those to our classrooms when we were in school, share them with our friends and other relatives too. Yeah. So to this day, I have one in my purse, in my car, and on really bad days, or if I'm like nervous about something that I'm going to or going through, I keep one in my pocket and I just hold on to it. And it's a very, it's a very grounding thing for me. And it also just takes me back to all those times with my family, all those years. And just remembering that, that love and that support that I have from so many people in my life. Yeah. So, yeah. Buckeyes. Yeah. Bring I have happiness. one in the glove compartment here, the car. Yeah. We have one in our mailbox. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was going to the doctor to get my diagnosis of MS, um, they told me to bring someone with me. So I didn't know what I had, but I knew it was going to be something bad. So I brought an extra Buckeye and he had this little water um, feature in his office. And so while we were all sitting there and my sister and my husband, obviously Tony was there and I took the little Buckeye and I flipped it in the water feature. Oh, you did <laughs> And so both Tony and Rhonda and I had a little chuckle there. So just gave a little luck to that day. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Into his office. Into his office. Yeah. I, everybody else. He can comes through. He can thank me later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure there's a Buckeye tree growing in his office yeah. now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Another one for me is chocolate. Uh, chocolate yeah. cake, specifically red velvet is my favorite. But the thought alone of chocolate makes me happy and kind of giddy inside. And everyone knows that about you that knows you. Yeah. 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 That's the best gift over flowers, over anything else. Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. 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 Definitely better than flowers for you. Not yeah. for me, but for you. Yeah. Yes. You prefer flowers. I know. For, uh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Repossession. How Repos- about that? I bet nobody else says that. It's one of their favorite things. Favorite things, repossessing people's vehicles. (laughs) Yeah. Tony, Chelsea's dad, has worked in collections since he was a teenager. Merchant Service Company uh, is owned. Well, it was family owned. It's no longer a business. Um, But he worked in it as a young kid following his parents. But then as a teenager, actually was um, employment for him. And we were dating in high school. He would run some surveillance, just checking on addresses to see if a vehicle, what he called collateral, uh, could be located. And it just always kind of intrigued me. So when we uh, got married and eventually we opened up our own investigations and recovery agency, I was able to be present for many, many assignments. And obviously I would text the kids and my folks to let them know I was out on an assignment. Because it could be dangerous. That's why. Yeah, it could be very dangerous. It was very exciting. I mean, I loved every minute of it. I mean, first of all, working with Tony is just, oh my gosh, lots and lots of laughter. I don't know if people say that about their husbands, but we had so much fun working together. I mean, again, mostly me laughing at him, but laughter is laughter. So it's always good. (laughs) And honestly, I learned so much from watching Tony interact with clients when you are taking their vehicle. Like it's a big, big deal. It is. And I'm the laughter doesn't come ever from taking a vehicle from somebody. It comes from um, well, working with Tony. And if you know Tony, you would know. Um, but it's their ability to go to work, to take their kids to school, to get groceries. It's a huge deal. And Tony had the ability to de-escalate through respect, dignity, maturity, and empathy. His communication direct. He at times would offer advice and believe me, it was not a counseling session, but no. having your recru- your car repossessed, towed away in your neighborhood in the middle of the day does a lot to make you feel humiliated and angry. Mm-hmm. And Tony would make things as easy and as simple as possible. I'm not saying that all things always went well because they didn't. Yeah. But if he could get the debtor to listen to him and most of the time they did, He always, I mean, just almost every single time they would, I would just be floored in the car and they reach over and shake his hand. And in the end, they would shake his hand. Yeah. It just was amazing. And that just, it just made me believe even in managing um, people, it just taught me so much. And if you're direct and you're honest and you're kind and you're empathetic, no matter what situation it is, it's going to end well. So Tony's never bragged about his business. It's just not something he's ever wanted to talk about to people. He keeps it very low key. And to the to this day, when he's asked what he does for a living, he'll say he recovers collateral. Nobody knows what that means. What is that? Yeah. yeah. And so they just go on. But <laughs> he completely understands. He empathizes with financial hardship and situations that arise. 
Um, we all do. And I think the repo man show, you know, made it kind of seem rough and tough yeah, and and a little ridiculous, but I mean, is there is truth to even that showing dad has been shot at. I remember the bullet holes in the van that he used to drive around. Oh yeah. And you know, people yep. coming out with their guns and their dogs. Anthony worked and, with them at one time yeah. and a guy came out with a crossbow and held it to his head. That was, that was Anthony's last day. So yeah, there have been <laughs> some dangerous, uh, unsafe situations, anger and, you know, and this event can be very uh, crazy. It can be a really, really tough time for people. So, but his ability to deescalate and to uh, just show such empathy and shake the person's hand and be honest and be honest and direct. Like these are your options. This is where we're at. Yep. And no, it's not, it's really unfortunate, but there's a consequence here. So the whole thing, I I love it. I love being in the car. I love looking for them. I love the whole event. And then at the end, seeing him shake somebody's hand, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's awesome. I haven't been on a repo run in a long time. I know. And it's all coming to an end. So it's not going to happen. I know. It's really sad. Okay. Other favorite things for me would be going on a long walk. I love going on walks. I love going on strolls with Chanel. She loves being in her stroller. Yeah, and I she just, does. She does. And it just, for me, walking is, um, it's not like strenuous, you know, it's relaxing. I can just kind of quiet my mind, sometimes listen to a podcast while I'm walking, but that is just really, yeah, relaxing for me. And I'm getting some exercise in, which is always good. Yeah. I hate that. I don't like to walk. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Exercise in general is just bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this has become one of my favorite things, just like coffee time with my mom after yeah. Weight Watchers. And now, you know, these conversations that we were having anyway, we're putting on a podcast. So I, I really look forward to Saturday mornings. That's when we record, if you didn't realize. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some actual things yeah. that I love. I have an antique kitchen cupboard. My parents bought it for Tony and I as a wedding present. They used to go to auctions all the time together. My mom and dad loved going to auctions and finding that unique item or something that had a red wing stamp on it. It was just something I remember them talking about a lot. Crocs with a red wing stamp on it. Hmm. How proud they'd be of their find. And then to get it at a bargain or to get it from somebody else that they thought really wanted it because they bidded, they outbidded them, was always kind of fun. So the fact that they got me this kitchen cupboard at an auction was so cool. Okay. They got it for me and Tony, but honestly it was for me. Right. Right. So I love it. And, um, there's a little secret drawer in it and that secret drawer has the receipt for the purpose purchase. Purpose. And there's no, I I have nothing else in that little drawer, but that receipt, because they told me how important that is. If we ever wanted to sell it down the road, part of the coolness of an antique is that you have the original receipt. So that receipt is in there. And I don't think I ever told you kids. So if something happens to me, the receipts in that secret drawer. Good to know. Yep. I knew that would be important to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very important. (laughs) I have an antique commode too, that my dad got me. Well, okay. Mom and dad both bought it at an antique auction again. Commode? Yeah. It's a commode. So it's like, um, a little, cupboard that they used to use back in the old days and it would have the the bowl with the pitcher on the top so that you could wash your hands was I was thinking isn't commode another word for bathroom yeah, like toilet um, yeah 
But you're not talking about a toilet, are you? No, mm-hmm. no, it's a <laughs> it's okay. a piece of furniture. Call it. Well, he always told me it was a commode, so that's what I assume it is. Oh, but it's that little wooden furniture next to my bed. And you remember it has the holds the towel. A towel is holds across the top of the doll rod, and then um, there's two drawers in it, and has a pitcher and a um, bowl on it. That's normally how they used it back way back in the day, mm-hmm. so that you could wash up before bed. Okay. So that was it. It also has a secret drawer in it. Dad refurbished it for me while I had mono. I was really, really sick in high school with mononucleosis. I was out of school for two months. I was very, 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 very sick. They were really worried about me. And so dad refurbished this commode and presented it to me on Christmas. And so I love that little thing. And it also has a secret drawer in it. And in that secret drawer is a picture of me and my sister on my wedding day. And it's in a frame that happens to be the same fabric that was used for all the bedding in your baby bed. So it's like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. So I put that in there. And then I also got a little cancer, a little angel pin that was given to me by a friend uh, the day before my big cancer tumor removal. And so I keep that in that little secret drawer, those two little things. And I love those. So just two little things that I cherish inside of antiques that I cherish. That's cool. Yeah. That's so neat. I have, do you remember that star ring? Oh, yes. So I used to be big into like costume jewelry. It's the dancer. Yeah. In me. But, um, and ex, no, who, no, it was my grandma Mm -hmm. who bought me the ring. And then it was my ex-boyfriend who (laughs) kind of stole that from me. And so when Graham passed, I was so upset that. I just, I didn't have that ring anymore. Yeah. And I had no idea that she had bought one for herself. <laughs> she bought one for herself. And I never knew that all those years, but it was in her jewelry drawer. And so I got to, I have that now. Yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. So it's this love huge that. gaudy star ring and I love it. I'd forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big deal. That was a huge deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing how those things are so important to us and can bring back a smile because it brings back that time. Yeah, it does. Another of one of my favorite things, and I just cleaned it off again. Um, it's a glass snow woman. Uh, Mom bought it at the hospital gift shop. She would find the cutest things in places that you would yeah. never know. Yeah. But she loved hospital gift shops. She did. And she bought this and brought it to my hospital room again after my big cancer surgery. She said, <laughs> and she's this pretty tall glass snow woman. And she said there was a snowman there too, but they were pretty pricey. So she absolutely adored this snow woman because she was so tall and my mom was way taller than my dad. Yeah. And she had a pretty little purse. I said, yes, she does. She was adorable. So yeah, she stays out year round. She's in my China hutch and I'll never put her away for winter. She's, she's out all the time. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Definitely reminds me of mom. One of my favorite things is binge watching reality TV. And I don't care. I don't care if you don't get it because my husband doesn't get it. You don't need, you don't need to. Just something about watching other people bicker about the most petty things when they're beyond wealthy. I don't know. That makes me laugh. And it's just like, you don't have to think. And it's just, I don't know, easy watching for me. And so sometimes an hour or two of binge watching that kind of TV, reality TV, is very relaxing for me. So. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love it. It is. And it makes you feel like your life is actually not so bad. Yeah. 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 Money isn't uh, everything. Oh, man. But I don't know. Okay. Money well, isn't everything. not everything, but it absolutely it, helps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then also, also, does anybody else love storms? Because oh yeah, a good storm, whether it's a snowstorm, rainstorm, just I love a storm. Any excuse yeah. really for me to be home with my babies and get the fireplace going yeah, and just not have to go anywhere and get cozy on the couch. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, it's very soothing for me. I think I was meant to live in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, I, even growing up, my mom, we had a huge uh, patio outside and most of it was covered by awning. And every time it rained, she'd be hustling us kids outside and we'd sit under that awning with hot tea or hot cocoa and just watch it rain and play in the rain and it was just always so much fun. Yeah. And same with snowstorms. Like it would be, she didn't make us go outside for them. Um, but <laughs> we just be at home. We didn't have a fireplace. I love your place because that yeah. fireplace does add a lot. Yeah. Um, but we'd just be huddled in at home and laughing and watching TV and hot chocolate. Yeah. I, I love storms too. Yes, I, get it. I totally Yes. Get it. And last of all, I think this is your last favorite thing. Yep. Um, my nieces. Yeah. 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 Above all. Above yeah. all. Yeah. They have been the greatest gift gift, and just they provide all kinds of life lessons for me and yeah. it helped me um, teach me a lot about my myself too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, well, you will hear me say over and over that motherhood is not fun. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> if you are having fun as a mother, I believe you aren't doing it right. <laughs> so... It's hard work, it's worry, it's pain, it's laughter, it's joy, it is rewarding, and it is a blessing and a gift. But fun is never a word that I use to describe motherhood. Um, Having you and Anthony, the absolute best thing I've ever done, and I cannot be prouder of both of you. But I am telling you, Grandma, mm, all the things I love, it's laughter, it's joy, it's peace, without all the work, the worry. Well, okay, there's a little worry Mm because that's just what we do. Um, But spending the day with these ladies is what I look forward to the most each time with my, um, even time with the grand pup and the grand kittens. Yeah. I mean, they bring me joy too. Uh, You have Hallie now and Chanel and those two together are pretty funny. Yeah. It's my chihuahua and my little kitten. I think they eventually will be friends. They will. Yeah. It's going to happen. And then we have Bunny. Um, with the grandkids. Mm-hmm. She's not a bunny. She's a cat, but she's named Bunny. She's pretty cool. <laughs> but I tell you, Lydia, Charlie, and Hannah, they are gifts that just keep on giving. And mm-hmm. so time with all of them is just the absolute best. Yes. Our quote today comes from Steve Jobs. My favorite things in life don't cost any money. It's really clear that the most precious resource we have of all is time. This holiday season, we wish for everyone to find some time for peace. There's going to be lots of activities, tradition, people, and chaos. Mm -hmm. So please, capture a bit of peace for yourself. Relax and reflect. Let's glide peacefully into 2023 with a calm, quiet heart. Very well said. And that is our truth on that.
That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. I think we have realized that some of our favorite things are not necessarily things. Example, Chanel's face, my little chihuahua. She's an instant moon shifter and I keep it in my back pocket at all times. So hopefully this has encouraged you to think about what brings you joy and peace this holiday season or anytime. Remember, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we are on Instagram at Naked Truth Tellers. Our podcast is available on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Please be sure to not only give us a rating, but a review. Those reviews really help push our podcast out to be visible for more people to listen. Next time, we're going to be talking about marriage and how to keep your marriage sparkly so that sparkle doesn't fade. And we will also be having a special guest. So you will definitely want to tune in for that one. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So until then, be true to you. Bye. Bye.